0: Howdy y'all welcome back to another episode of the Texas signal signal cast I'm your host Joe Desotel, and I'm here with my co-host Jessica montoya Coggins hello Jessica hey
1: Joe uh,
0: it's good to be back uh, thanks for holding it down last week with uh, David hopefully we'll have him on a lot more in the future uh, so uh, but yeah so the big news I think right now is the ballot is set so all the surprises everything we were like holding out for, um it's done and so the ballots for the primaries are set uh voting begins on valentine's day so gotta love it um february 14th and uh, you you and your
1: sweetheart can go early vote together it's
0: i know i know i know i can't believe it our baby is due on february 14th and what what an amazing thing that would be for him to be vote to born on the first day of early voting as well so uh that's awesome so let's talk about some surprises um were there anything that surprised you that's that stood out as like you know kind of a last minute filing that did or didn't happen
1: uh, well you know we've kind of heard rumblings about carla braley uh, she officially filed uh for lieutenant governor Uh, You know, there was uh, this comes a a few weeks after Matthew Dow dropped out. So that was surprising up in my neck of the woods. We have a couple of competitive primaries for state Mm -hmm. house districts, Uh, a former representative, John Burton. He's refiled. So that that was surprising Um, our Dallas district attorney. We had some some stuff shaking on there. So that was just kind of the things that I I was surprised about. What about you?
0: You know, we're, I was watching a couple of the house races, and uh, I know for sure since my father just retired, I was really looking very closely at who was going to file for that seat. Um, and it looks like his chief of staff is going to be facing off against the county party chair. So that should be a really interesting uh, sort of experience uh, versus sort of uh, political you know, connections uh like that uh so i there was another person who was thought to be getting in that race who would have been like a self-funding trial attorney um and then they decided at the last minute not to get in I, i think for uh the person i'm obviously supporting uh christian Manuel, who was my father's chief of staff for like 10 years uh i think he'd be great and so i'm i'm supporting him personally uh, but, uh, I do think, uh, him having him face off, you know, essentially one-on-one, um, is a, a better path for him. And, uh, it, actually, there was a third person in this race as well that I'm just not familiar with. So, um, it'll be interesting, uh, to see what happens there. And then, um, in in North, uh, I guess, North Texas, I'm, I'm really interested to hear about this DA race uh, that you did a story on Texas Signal, um, you know, Crusoe, right? Is that how you say his name? Yeah, Set John it, right?
1: Crusoe.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I had read about him plenty that he was doing all these sort of big social justice changes and, and really sort of trying to reform uh, criminal justice from the DA's office uh is that part of the issue or what's actually going on in dallas
1: county yeah sure uh so i guess we'll have to sort of go back a little bit in time um uh, the there was a district attorney that we had her name was susan hawk Uh, she resigned for some medical reasons and because of that greg abbott was able to appoint someone so obviously he appointed a republican Uh, her name is faith johnson uh so she was our sort of interim da and she filed to run in 2018 uh, so on the Democratic side in 2018, John Cruzeau, who had was a former uh, judge, had also worked in the district attorney's office. He filed to run. And there was also another former district judge, Elizabeth Fruzel, who also filed in the primary. Uh, so Crusoe won. Uh, it was very narrow. It was with 50.2% of the votes, just Whoa. 516 votes separated. Uh, and then he he would go on to, to beat uh, Faith Johnson in the general election. So he's been our district attorney now since 2018. And as you said, he has implemented a lot of these uh, sort of criminal justice reforms. Uh, he you know, said the office would no longer prosecute low-level marijuana possession. He also said that they would not prosecute uh, necessary uh, theft items, so stuff like um, you know, toiletries or food if it was less than $750. Now this very much rankled Abbott and the Republicans. Uh, so he and Abbott have very much clashed over the years uh, and Abbott uh, will be supporting, I believe, Faith Johnson who has refiled on the general election side and Crusoe will also be facing off against uh, judge Elizabeth Frizel on the primary side. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on there. Um, but I, as you said, like these offices are, are very, very important. And, you know, since taking into office there's been some much needed reform that's happened in Dallas County because Crusoe has, has led the way.
0: Yeah. So has his opponent expressed what sort of her impetus for getting back in the race? I mean, just how close it was before or like.
1: She, she, it's funny. Know. She has a very uh, limited social media presence. Uh, in fact, when I was kind of searching on Twitter, I only found things again from sort of 2018 um and so you know maybe i think it being close you know is is reason enough and then um you know for faith johnson i i think that you know they she was technically our, our former district attorney so you know
0: interesting well you know i guess yeah she misses it huh so um yeah, I mean, so we have our own ballot set now for statewide candidates and and um, on the Democratic side, and you know, it's 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 hard that it always has to be sort of like fingers crossed to the last minute to see if we're going to fill out some of these. These roles, but you know, I know one was uh, agriculture commissioner. We were kind of like, are we going to get a candidate? And there was rumblings, and finally, uh, we did get one, uh, Susan Hayes. Uh, she seems to be the one who people are actually talking about, and who's going to be running a legitimate statewide campaign. It seems that marijuana uh, is one of her big issues, and she's going to make that front and center as. Uh, you know we, we did mention that Beto had at one point mentioned it in his launch video but she is as the ad commissioner is going to be making that the center of her campaign
1: yeah yeah we chatted with her um, and she's actually she was very instrumental she helped draft and and uh, you know rally for the 2019 hemp law so she is like spot on when it comes to this stuff I was really struck when I spoke with her just how nuanced she was and a lot of it was you know even beyond legalization, she wants to get to a place where, you know, we can actually A, help people, you know, support farmers, and then also to the decriminalization efforts, you know, much needed there, but also this is a public health and safety issue. So she cited the vaping crisis from a few years ago. The reason that became such a crisis was because you had these variants that were out there that were sort of diluting the product. And so, when you get to a place where you're so behind the market, that's just going to happen. And, and Texas is at that place. Mm-hmm. So I, I was really, really impressed with with how you know it's one thing to sort of talk about like, oh, I'm for legalizing marijuana, and you know, have the applause line. And she will really will go through point by point why this needs to happen, how this can happen, and why it also will help Texas if it does.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. I'm glad that we have somebody um, who can speak to that. And Agricultural Commissioner, is interestingly one of the few uh, statewide offices where you actually have some prerequisites in order to to hold that position or even run for that position. Uh, I mean, heck, to be a congressman, you don't even have to live in the district. To be the attorney general, you don't even have to have a law degree. But to be the agriculture commissioner, you have to le- legitimately be a farmer and own land and and have experience like in actual farming or, or ranching. And so I uh, found that to be pretty interesting. Um, and so to even see her in the ballot, you know that she has those qualifications. Uh, on the on the Republican side, we currently have Sid Miller, which is basically he's just been sort of a, a rodeo clown for, you know, uh, lack of a better image uh that's basically a good one like a caricature of a cowboy but basically um you know he's got james white running against him which i found pretty interesting uh james white uh ironically the only black republican uh is james white uh from east texas um and he served there uh for several years now he's actually got quite a bit of seniority i'm not sure why he's chosen he's choosing to leave that role now i do know when he first came in I'll say the rumor uh, was basically that he thought he was going to Congress in terms of salary. And mm-hmm. so like, he thought like, Oh, I'm going to get a real salary, $170,000 a year. And they're like, no, that's Congress. This is the state house where you get $650 a, a year uh, a month. So uh, basically uh, you know, that, that could certainly be a motivator when you when you run running statewide, you get a, a legitimate salary. But you could do that in county government as well. So I'm not sure, but he's taken this giant leap um, to challenge Sid Miller, who has, you know, over a million people on his Facebook page. He's not unpopular in the Republican side. He's friends with Trump. Um, And so I'm not sure, but I would love to hear from James White as to why he's he's doing this. Uh, You can't count him out, actually, uh, when he... Uh, was just either a freshman or a second term rep when they did redistricting last time uh he was paired with another chairman a republican chairman who basically had the support of the party and all this other stuff and he won he beat that that uh that representative and i think that was a surprise for a lot of people so maybe he's going for a twofer
1: yeah yeah we'll we'll be interesting i um I do have a story coming out. I, I'm trying to get to the bottom of whatever happened to Sid Miller's appearance in Borat's subsequent movies. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. Uh, maybe he he was too crazy for uh for you know uh what's his name borat um <laughs> i mean he was like man this guy's like out me i don't know if, uh <laughs> yeah, he's show good. me up uh but and so the, la- the race for land commissioner uh we have um a couple of candidates on our side uh apparently uh jay klyberg is the sort of i've read scion of the king ranch um, which everybody famously knows in, in uh, all over the country, actually. I mean, heck if you uh, was w- i watch Yellowstone all the time and they even talk about King King Ranch on that show. Um, but it's interesting because he's running as a Democrat, and that's not something a lot of people might expect out of a, a legendary, you know uh, ranching, you know, family uh, legacy. So I don't know, do you have any thoughts? I know we've talked a little bit about him in the newsroom.
1: Yeah, you know, I think it'll be interesting. I know that there's a couple other candidates too. And, uh, you know, David, I I know had a a chat. David Loeffler had a chat with him. Um, So I'll be interested to, to see that. You're like the third person, though, I've talked with this week who was mentioning Yellowstone. So maybe I'll have to check that
0: out. Oh, you absolutely have to. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Kevin Costner. I always have been. But this is just like a whole nother level. He's just like aging perfectly into just like one of the best actors ever. Um and so uh, absolutely 110 recommend that you get into that. Um and so yeah. Um I, I don't want to mispronounce her name, but it's is it jenny Sue? Sue? So, yes,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. I know she's. Um I I I've seen her. She might be sort of North Texas based because I know she was making the rounds a lot in mm-hmm. Dallas, Tarrant, and Collin County. Um so I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful to chat with her though. That probably likely won't be until till January but um yeah we're we're it's it's just nice to see because there was this really big fear that we were going to have you know people like Sid Miller running unopposed and um you know that that that, that's just bad for democracy it's bad for Texas yeah so it's it's good that we we have
0: and it shows our hand I mean if we can't fill out a ballot that's just not good um we got at least have to have like generic democrat you know to like say where these guys are and give us a picture of um you know how many votes we're we're actually losing some of these races by if and we're gonna, gonna i
1: mean abbott's also gonna face a generic republican in the form of rick perry yes so, generic
0: uh, rick perry is on the ballot for the republicans and that is so awesome i think that's hilarious uh i kind of wish this person would have just filed as an independent um so that he would be on the ballot uh in november Uh, But um, that's also generally considered uh, voter fraud or ballot fraud uh, when you intentionally do this kind of a thing. Uh, I mean, for many, many, many years in Texas, there was a guy named Gene Kelly who would always put his name on the ballot. Des a Democrat always put his name on the ballot? And nobody knew who he was in in Texas politics, uh, but a lot of people knew uh, that name, Gene Kelly. Yeah, I, I was about
1: to yeah. say, I was like, oh, I yeah, know. That's really interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: See, it's not him. I just,
1: it comes up in my mind of just yeah, like yeah. Uh, you know, dance uh, singing in the rain.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, you're very cultured. Uh you know, I think most people your age or even my age wouldn't even know who gene kelly was but uh so you know anyways but i remember
1: there's a there's a um i can't remember it's like tom and jerry but they they did sort of like where they swapped out ginger rogers and they Mm -hmm. they had that and then they did it on family guy kind of like the type of thing it was
0: i mean it uh, is a very i mean yeah it is transcends sort of like one generation certainly uh in culture but Uh, but the name gene kelly doesn't necessarily do and so but you know yeah so this is another one of these cases where this is not the same rick perry this is not uh you know oops uh oops perry but um it's a different one (laughs) and so you know he's got um you know uh, some handful of names that people have heard before running against him though and i don't think any of them are particularly catching steam but um you know, we'll see the former party chair of the statewide party, Alan West, also a former congressman from Florida. Um, and then Don Huffines uh, of of the uh, car dealership fame from North Texas, where you're, you are. And apparently he's now running uh, ads all over the state of Texas, TV commercials. Um, and in uh, Chad Prather, who I think was with the Blaze, and he's like one of these sort of internet, sort of right-wing kind of troll people that they have a, a show and, in a, and an audience and he's like a quote a comedian and and so um i'm gonna you know,
1: have to i mean that sounds dubious to me i'll have to I, check I mean, this out
0: yeah whether he's funny or not uh, that's a totally different yeah story but um but yeah i i've seen i've just seen him he's it's 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 pretty hokey but whatever um but he's just out there getting a name for himself and so yeah, i don't know you have any thoughts on what's going to happen in the gop primary any I mean, my
1: goodness, um, you know, that's, uh, this is all still a lifetime away in some ways. It's, it's so close and yet it's so, so far away. I, I will say, I think Huffines, even if he does lose handily, which it looks like that, that very well could happen. He has, though, succeeded in, you know, taking Abbott even more right than, than we ever thought it could be. Um, so in some ways you sort of lose the battle, but win the war. In in that
0: sense. Well, hopefully, we can win the war. Otherwise, we lose both. (laughs) They drag him to the right and then he wins, then he might think, oh, well, you know, uh, you can't ever go too far. And that's kind of what it seems like their mindset is. Um, And so we do uh, have Beto finally did, of course, he filed and made his announcement and everything. He's making the rounds, Uh, but he won't uh, walk through alone either on the Democratic side. And so some of the names uh most people probably are not familiar with um uh michael cooper i think who was from my hometown beaumont i think he was the naacp guy and beaumont you know it just strikes me as like do the especially people who are tangential to politics as it is do they know what it takes to run statewide and win? like um It's just hard to imagine somebody like really gave it thought and said, even with Beto in the race, this is a good idea. But, um, but so, you know, everybody has that right. Certainly Um, Joy Diaz, who I think many people in central Texas are probably familiar with her voice from KUT, which is the NPR affiliate here in Austin. Uh, She's a reporter. Uh, I've actually done some stories with her uh, over the years um, here in Austin uh, but I was surprised to hear that she she left KUT to run for governor and I just that just kind of blew, blew my mind um, but those are the only names besides Jack Daniel uh, who uh, I, I, I'm familiar with so but I think, I'm
1: familiar with that fellow too
0: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but um, yeah so I don't know um, I don't know what do you do you, I mean I don't even know do you have any thoughts on on the Democratic. You know, I,
1: I know that Joy, you know, a lot of the reason that she was running is, you know, sort of about COVID-19, the way the state has handled it. I know she, I think she and her family might had, you know, had, had contracted it and she had a lot of, um, you know, personal things that she went through. And I think as she sees, you know, what's happened in our state, that was a big motivating factor. Um you know, it'll be interesting with the Hispanic surname, uh, you know, in 2018, mm-hmm. there were some areas where, where Beto lost to a, frankly, a very crazy woman who had just very limited resources, but her last name was Hernandez. Um, and that might have maybe in the in the primary, uh, you know, there were places where she got 75% of the vote. And, you know, so... That might have been at that time, a little bit of the warning signs that we were seeing in South Texas. Um, So we'll we'll see.
0: Yeah, it is in some ways a replay of that. But, um, you know, a lot of the articles I read, it sounds like he's trying to make a specific push for South Texas, not only for the primary, but he knows he'll need. to do a lot of work to win them over in the general, as we've seen Republicans still making some inroads. And when we say inroads, Democrats are still basically winning two to one. uh, But, you know, that progress and chipping away uh, one point at a time when we need to be gaining uh, votes is obviously the wrong direction. Um, and so I think that's, you know, the COVID thing is sort of a good segue. assuming Greg Abbott is going to win his primary, uh, hopefully he comes out um you know, a little damaged uh, politically even more than he has. But one of the reasons is surely because of the winter storm um, and how he's handled that. um And uh, you know, you were just talking about it as well and how it's it's had some effects in other places. You know, I I see Beto is going after him for that, and we're also seeing that in in some other places.
1: You know, I was listening to the BBC earlier today, and there was about a report basically talking about how climate disasters um, generated, you know, $25 billion in damages. It was like uh, much more than the year before. And they cited two storms from the United States as being the costliest, uh, Hurricane Ida, which, you know, ravaged uh, Louisiana and then even went up to the Northeast. And then it, and then it was winter storm Uri, uh, and it was very really jarring to hear, you know, sort of these people with these very English accents talking about, you know, yeah. what happened in Texas, and knowing that that like globally was something yeah. that they that people realized was this huge, huge catastrophe, you know, that that killed killed hundreds of people, and then also did cause this massive massive damage
0: yeah yeah we're so used to seeing those the footage you know from other countries that have poor infrastructure you know uh going through these types of things and we're donating money to like you know help them and like wow yeah to see that okay that's us now and that's Mm -hmm. where we are and and basically the richest one of the richest states in the richest nation is just pretty appalling Uh, And it seems like there's even some conservatives that have been attacking Greg Abbott on this issue. Uh, One of the things I want to share with everyone right now is uh, apparently um, there's a commercial that was aired on Fox um, and CNN, uh, but it's, it's, it's of conservatives basically attacking Abbott. I thought it'd be good to go ahead and, and play that. I have not actually seen it yet. So uh let's see can you see my screen can you see Mm -hmm. the screen there Mm -hmm. okay let's 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 start it over uh tell me if you can hear the audio Uh could you hear the audio
1: okay i very very faintly
0: so that's actually an old ad we've seen that ad before
1: yeah yeah Uh, i'm not sure I, i i'm not sure i've seen that um so there's, uh, in, in this ad, there's uh, a scene of Sid Miller. He's speaking with a, mm-hmm. a, a Fox reporter, I believe. And, you know, he, he, he's criticizing Abbott, saying he knew we weren't ready at a, a, a day late, a dollar short, I think is also mm-hmm. what, he, what he said. Uh, and this, you know, this was about around the time, too, when, you know, after, in the weeks afterward, um, there was some speculation that Sid Miller would actually mm-hmm. challenge Abbott, and he, he ultimately didn't. But um, yeah, no, it's 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 very damning. I had forgotten about the that footage, uh, you know, of him, you know, sort of te- like doing the teleprompter for. I think that's whatever.
0: what. Yeah, that's why I said I've seen this ad because that, that piece has been used in other ads. I think maybe, um, but it's it is so good. I mean, in terms, it's yeah. powerful, right? Um, and that combination of conservatives and and other Republicans attacking Greg Abbott um, is pretty powerful and. I think, you know, it may be for different reasons than we'd attack him, but in this case, it's kind of not, right? It's kind of the same.
1: Yeah. In, in, in well, every- I mean, it's, it's, people are very, like, uh, actually, just yesterday, my, my power went off for about five minutes, and I went into a full-blown panic mode, let me tell oh, you. Oh, your power I went, went to- off yesterday? Yeah, and just for five minutes. Um, but that's,
0: that's, wow, I'm sorry. Well, I, you <laughs> know what, it was,
1: it was, it was a, a blistering 72
0: degrees so you know more what yeah what temperature does it have to be for our power not to just randomly shut off but no it
1: did it reminded me i was like all right let me you know let me make sure i have all my tools set so like i have i have learned the hard way on this i have i have this slew of flashlights i have so many batteries i've got my generator like i'm ready like
0: yeah i mean quite honestly i'd rather alexa remind me and not like the power going off remind me like you know, I'd rather just set a reminder for Alexa, remind me to, you know, get a couple of gallons of drinking water and, and uh, an electric heater, you know, uh, battery powered. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the state we're in. So I guess, yeah, it's, it's something to think about as we go into technically the winter months, but it certainly doesn't feel like winter. I mean, like you said, it's 72 in Dallas, it's, that's about 78 here in Austin right now. It's 4 30 sun's going down.
1: Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to San Antonio over the weekend and I was looking at, I think think it's supposed to be like 80.
0: Yes. So we're actually, and I don't, I think Dallas may be included in this, but I saw several cities in Texas, including Austin are setting record high lows. So the low for the, for the day is a record high. And and I'm looking at my, my uh, app right now. It's telling me 69 is the low. (laughs) <laughs> it's December, it's December sixteenth. Okay. Uh, so I mean, yeah, you know, who knows, but we also know that can change on a dime, because just on Sunday, uh, we got a, a freeze warning here in Austin. So, you know, obviously, climate change is, is 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 part of that. But at the end of the day, it's like you were saying you have to be prepared. I mean, you got to be yeah. prepared, prepared for anything. Um, and so we've got to do that here. Um. Well, there's there have been some updates. Switching topics a little bit. Um, with the SB8 and really abortion laws as it relates to Texas and the Supreme Court. Can you just give us a little bit of update on and what you know? Because there's been some pretty much breaking news on that in the last day.
1: Sure. Um, so basically, sort of the parts of SB8 are being sent back to to various districts and uh, judges. Um, so we're anticipating another ruling from the Fifth Circuit. Uh, unfortunately, this is the most hyper Republican, uh, conservative court. Uh, this was the 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 um, this was the same court that uh, stayed the injunction against against SBA after a district judge ruled against it. Um, and it has uh, some very harsh uh, anti-abortion judges. So that is a little grim. However, on sort of the federal front, uh, the FDA actually just literally, uh, as, as we're recording before we came on, um, they basically have said that uh, you do not need a doctor uh, to to uh, receive abortion pills uh, via um courier or on demand. Uh, so that's kind of counter to what many states are doing, including Texas, where we do actually have a ban uh, post seven weeks on that. Um, and
0: does that supersede the Texas law or...
1: You know, that that I guess we will discover that um, I imagine I, I'm sure we're going to see some imminent stuff from Abbott right. and Paxton. On exactly. That.
0: I mean, that sounds like, you know, it's it's a it's a good news, but it always comes in Texas. With, you know, like, it's okay, it's,
1: it's know. one of those things where there's ways you can kind of circumvent this. Uh, you know, in Ireland, they they for a long time, they had abortion bans and there were actually um ships where they would mm. sort of ha- send things and sort of go over and it would um that's how they would they would kind of do that so i mean that i've heard from some abortion fund groups that that might possibly be something um but you know so, we'll we'll kind of see what so we're gonna what going to be
0: airlifting people out of texas to have an abortion unbelievable <laughs> um yeah
1: or, or, or really the, the the getting the the, the the pills over. The but, bill. Oh, yeah.
0: in this case, the yeah, yeah, it's a the medication. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it's interesting. Um. You know, because I usually think of conservatives in the courts as being a little more uh, looking over time and on the playing the long game. Uh, but there were a lot of conservatives that were basically saying, "Hey, guys, if you do this move, you're opening this up for the other side." to take the same type of actions uh, on things that you may not feel that way about. And and so we've seen in California where Governor Newsom has basically said, okay, Texas, you're gonna do that uh, and put these um, basically bounties on people's head for abortion. Well, we're gonna do it when it comes to assault assault weapons. And there were prominent conservatives, and I think you probably even mentioned this, uh, that we're saying this would happen, Uh, but of course, It seems everything is about the now, everything is about whatever people are hyper focused on at the moment. And so I think that kind of created a riff and people just wanted to go full, you know, whatever to own the libs, right? Even if it bites them in the butt or takes their gun away.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Justice Kavanaugh actually raised mm-hmm. raised that point uh, when they were had the expedited hearing about SB eight, and I think also the Attorney General of New York. She was on the View this week. She said that they were looking at something similar to what California was was planning. So, you know, you yeah. this, you create this legal argument, and you know, here, here you go.
0: I mean, yeah, and it is truly a pro-life move in this case with the guns, you know, uh, because we know that that's just the case. Um, and we've seen and it's come up actually, uh, Erica Greeter, I, I need to actually read the piece, but I saw her sharing it um, for in the Chronicle about basically how Democrats should stick to their guns as it relates to firearm safety. And, uh, you know, one of the the stats that I've seen the Beto camp kick around was how many people uh, were basically on lists who shouldn't have firearms uh, are now basically uh, can go out and buy firearms because of the law change where you don't need to do the background checks. You don't need to uh, do the training and all that stuff to, to open carry. And so uh, they're basically just letting all these criminals and all that talk about back in the blue and all that talk about, uh, you know, we need, you know, to be safer and, and all this stuff. Um, they're allowing these people who have proven to be dangerous with firearms, to uh, to get them, and
1: yeah, carry well, them with. No I what? what do it. you expect? What do you expect from a party that lionized Kyle Rittenhouse? I
0: mean, right. Oh yes. Who now is going to be featured at Talking Point USA America Fest? America yeah. Fest. He got a he got a tour of
1: Cowboys <laughs> Stadium actually a couple days ago.
0: Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, what? That's somebody's not somebody's not doing it right that's that's that should never happen at a, at a facility like that um i mean what is he a celebrity for like there's only one thing he's known for and that's that's not something that that they should be celebrating at all but uh but here we are uh yeah i mean so speaking of celebrating uh let's just skip to at least one piece of good news that i saw uh this this week i thought this was pretty cool uh utsa and baylor become the latest universities in texas to achieve the carnegie tier one research status so previously uh, i know for sure texas uh university of texas texas a and maybe i think rice um i think is the other one um but yeah this is really cool you you know go go run go road runners you know
1: yeah go go bears too <laughs> go, um go bears yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's very exciting. And, you know, my big hope is that people still consider Texas a place that they want to come and do do research at. Um, I am a little scared that, you know, what happened this past year might scare away some folks, um, no. especially because now now we do have all these top tier facilities, um, but uh, it, it, is, it is very cool. So congratulations to both of those programs. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think you. I think power is necessary for a lot of research. Um, so if we want to, you know, keep keep the best and brightest, yeah, we're gonna have to keep the lights on. Uh, but you know, it's also uh, as I pointed out, UTSA. Uh, and Baylor both had very good football seasons this year so for those who keep up with college football um, they're both getting bids to top uh, bowl games mm-hmm. um, so that's really Baylor, interesting.
1: Baylor won the big 12 right?
0: I, yeah I think so it yeah. yeah. sounds right to me I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think they beat OSU right so yeah. Oh, uh, the, oh they
1: did oh my god oh my god I watched I watched it it was the craziest thing I felt <laughs> OSU they had they were at literally the two yard line and it was the closing play so they had like four attempts to just go two yards and they couldn't. And then on the fourth down, this poor like he was literally like inches away from the pylon, but you know that's yeah uh, uh, no issues. that is i
0: I missed that I need I'm, I will probably go back and watch the highlights of that but um yeah.
1: I, but, I do I, I remembered I was just watching it live and I was just like screaming at the TV yeah. and oh it's and so someone, cool yeah when somebody you, came what, in and was like are you dying and it was like no did you
0: yeah yeah no that's awesome yeah actually the last few couple of weeks were really great college football games and uh, I don't know if you watched the Mavs, but the Mavs did lose to the Lakers last yeah. night, but yeah. it was such a good game and they didn't have Dirk or didn't have uh, Doncic, but, um, but it came down over time, one yeah. crazy three point shot at the last second. I mean, yeah. yeah, it was really, really great game. I think we showed a lot of heart in that game uh, to not have our best player against four future hall of famers on the court at the same time for the Lakers. Yeah. Um, between LeBron, Westbrook, Anthony Davis, and uh, I guess Carmelo Anthony is is like the sixth man now over there. But anyway, enough uh, basketball. Uh, but yeah, UTSA. I just wanted to say that they've had a great season. They've only lost one game, they were almost undefeated. Uh, and then they lost to North Texas of all time. Yeah, no offense, but that, yeah. uh, they lost to North Texas. Uh, so the Mean Green, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, they were extra main to the, to the Roadrunners. But uh, I think it's cool that you know, UTSA is getting they just seem to have a lot of mojo right now. You know, the the, the university is a lot of pride, constantly hearing you know, from the president. Uh, everybody it seems to like be you know san antonio often is sort of like an underdog when we talk about texas everybody talks about dallas houston or austin san antonio is like hey we're like the oldest city in texas we've got all this history but to see them now be really excited about something like the growth of utsa their football program and now becoming a tier one research university it's just really cool to see uh my wife stella uh, graduated from utsa so uh you know i'm extra proud uh of her and of them uh but anyways uh yeah that's that so <laughs> <laughs> anything else anything else you think
1: I, I don't think so just um you know guys take care of yourselves if you're yeah. eligible for that booster and you haven't gotten it yet please please do that schedule it as soon as possible Um, you know, we, we, we're hoping for the best, but we, we, we know that there's possibly, um, you know, uh, we're not done with COVID, even if uh, not even close apparently. yeah. Um, so, so just, just take care of yourselves and, you know, be, be not like the Texas Republicans and and put, put the health and safety of yourself and those around you, uh, at, at the forefront.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's another, uh, issue that's going to be really big besides the winter storm for Abbott and Beto. And I think it's a sleeper issue because I think people are tired of it. Um, but I think by the time next summer comes around, um, it, you know, and then we get moving to the fall that if, if this is not under control, then, um, hopefully some heads are gonna roll at the top of the state government. And Cause we, we we really can't do it without everybody working together. And that includes uh, everything our taxes pay for and everything they're supposed to be doing to, to help keep us safe where they can. Um, and, and so with that, yes, please keep it on The Signal, uh, signal texassignal.com um, and follow us on social media and join the conversation there. And we appreciate you listening to us. And if you would like to support the type of progressive journalism we do here, uh, become a Patreon member. Uh, you can do that at texassignal.com in the top right um, and um, help us out. We really appreciate it. So things to come from us uh, over the next year and keep it here for all the primary coverage uh, as we move into the general election. So thanks again and, and um, have a great uh, holiday.
1: Bye guys.